How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Bridge to the Heart podcast with your hosts, Parshan Behestian and Rachel Oster. In this episode, we go into the depths of Rachel's journey, where she works with her shadows and finds the light through her darkness in order to help serve herself best and face her truths. It's very hard facing your truths, and Rachel goes into explaining the events and the actions she took to finally take these steps to live a heart-led life and take steps towards living more from her heart. It's quite beautiful, and I hope you all enjoy it. Alrighty. Rachel, 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 what brings you to this place of being today? Where Hmm. does this all begin for you? Hmm. I've thought a lot about where I want to kind of start and kind Mm -hmm. of what serves as my kind of beginning. And I think it really, for me, started in like towards the end of 2020. Like so many people, I think I also had went through a lot of change in, in 2020. I got let go from my job. I went months without a job. My like my uh, my stimulus checks got all messed up, so I literally was not making any money. Uh, my bank account hit zero for the first time ever during that time. But luckily, I reached out to like a past employer when I was working at the gym at Gymnazo in San Luis Obispo in 2017 2018 like right out of college and i reached out and i was just like oh do you do you guys have any positions open like is there anything you need help with and luckily they were like yeah uh we need help with marketing and they ended up hiring me and the woman that I was working with my boss and she was also kind of the co-owner of the gym. She was kind of starting her own journey when I started working there. And she is very much like very hard, hard driven. um, And just like has a really high business acumen. And at the time was like very go, go, go. And she was reaching this point of adrenal fatigue and she wrote a whole book about it. So I'm not going to get too much into her story necessarily, but essentially she crashed and she ended up going on her own soul adventure. And we were, I mean, we were talking all the time and we were meeting because we were working together and we would, you know, go on tangents and talk about this kind of spiritual, more personal development type stuff. and. She ended up going to Sedona and it changed her life. And she was just, she just came back and was like, Rachel, you have to go do this. And I was like, oh God, I have like no money right now. And like, Mm -hmm. that's not a cheap thing to do to go have a bunch of practitioners kind of individually work with you. And at that time, I was just kind of floating through life it felt like i was i wasn't unhappy necessarily but i also wasn't happy like i was just kind of running on autopilot on sur- survival mode and it was enough to start to pique my interest 
And it was really her encouragement that was the spark on my journey to get me more interested in these things that I've been kind of interested in my whole life. Like I used to watch Long Island Medium and I loved these kind of esoteric type shows and I loved getting like tarot readings at different events and parties and stuff like that. So these kind of occult practices or mystic practices have always been interesting to me or they've they've always spoke to me in some way. It's just a matter of like when I was going to really dive into it. And so the end of 2020, I bought a book about mediums and just read a bunch of stories about these these different kind of other side type of experiences where people were having these encounters with past loved ones. And oh man, it just broke my freaking heart wide open. And I just loved hearing these stories of these people being in contact with people in other realms, with beings in other realms, with their past loved ones. And from there, I I need to pause because oh, I'm good. just talking bullshit right now. <sighs> Where do I really want to begin? All right, I'm going to fast forward a bunch because that's all like really it's it's good context but it's not where the biggest transformation for me happened so fast forward to 2021 middle of 2021 i was doing some psychic development and i was trying to develop my intuition cuz i i was just looking for something like looking for something to bite into that could help me grow. And I was doing these kind of self-paced online courses and I'm just not that type of person who ever finishes a course that is self-paced. Mm -hmm. So I really was looking for someone to work with and kind of mentor me one-on-one. -on -one. And that's when I put a post out on Instagram looking for a mentor. If anyone has anyone that they would recommend, let me know. And that's when you when you messaged me and, mm -hmm. and introduced me to the man that I ended up working with. And oh my gosh, just I was so naive. I was so naive. Oh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into because at that time I really didn't know what doing the work was. I just felt this call in that direction, essentially. So I just didn't know. I really didn't know anything. And when I started working with him, at first, we were just chatting on the phone and doing these kind of phone sessions. And he would give me different exercises to do and send him via email. And then at the time when I started working with him, I was making a trip up to Portland and he was in Washington. And before I left Portland, he was like, you have to come see me, like come spend a weekend with me and my wife and we're going to do some work. And <laughs> I was like, okay, great. This is awesome. This is what I want. I wanted like the in-person kind of one-on-one -on -one mentorship. 
And again, had no idea what I was getting myself into because I, I just was so agreeable. I didn't ask questions. I didn't get curious. I was like overly trusting. Like, geez, for all I knew, he could have been a psychopath. And I didn't ask any questions. I was just like, yeah, okay, sounds great. Um, and so I didn't ask questions about what we were going to do or anything like that. I just full on trusted, you know, for better or for worse. And I ended up spending a weekend with him. I think I spent four or five days there up in Washington, kind of in the woods. And oh, man, what in what the, the product of that weekend was my first dark night of the soul essentially Mm. because i walked into that portal and i came out a completely different person in a way you know that's that sounds extreme but what walking into that i was very different when i walked out ultimately and how are you different i was just it's like one of those things where I opened Pandora's box and there was no closing it. There was no going back. I saw too many things and I, and I knew too many things all of a sudden and I couldn't go back because I was just broken into what felt like a million pieces. Um, and to get a little bit more tangible about what we kind of went through, um, a lot of it we just like talked and he was just asking me questions and he was asking me questions I didn't know the answers to about my truths and how I felt about things and I'd never had anyone ask me those types of questions before or like dig that deep into these really unconscious buried pieces of myself. And I'm sure from the moment I walked in, he could tell that I was not loving myself and that I was really hard on myself and that I was kind of, I was lost in a different way than I left feeling lost. Like those are two different types of feelings of of lost, like lost in that when I walked in, I was searching. I was just searching for something without realizing what I was searching for. And so when so going through that experience and having someone reflect back to me all of the shit that I haven't wanted to face around my truths was really fucking difficult. Like it felt like he ripped out my intestines and was like, here you go, put them back. Mm. I was like, I don't even know how to. <gasps> oh man, because we just went so far into my guts on that on that trip, into my own darkness, my shame, my guilt, my my wounds, so many of my wounds and experiences. Like I've never been more uncomfortable in my whole life. Like there was a moment there after the first day that I was there and he like, and he pushed me, he really pushed me. And I woke up 
And I forget what he said to me, but I just looked at him and I just started bawling. (laughs) And I was just like, I am so uncomfortable. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Like, why did I come here to just feel like I'm being ripped apart, ultimately? Because my poor little ego was not prepared for that. Um, And he kept telling me kind of over the weekend, you're playing small and you're not loving yourself. And there there was a question that he kept asking me and I didn't know the answer and I couldn't give him an answer. Like I felt like I just needed time to process, but like I didn't know how to communicate how I was feeling. I didn't know how to tell him what I needed. Like I just, I really was more of like a sponge and he just kind of talked at me for a, a long time and was just like reflecting back to me what I was really saying between the lines of what I was telling him. Mm-hmm. And I just absorbed it. And it's like, I didn't fight it until it just broke me. And then there was a moment where he was talking about how I'm playing small and how, in a way, like me not stepping in my power is a disappointment and is like, by me not stepping my power, I am disservicing the world in a way. And he went to hand me this book and I didn't even try to reach for it. I just like looked at him and just took it. And was just like, yeah, you're fucking right. Like, I know you're right. And God, he's hardcore, man. He's so hardcore. And he looks at me and then he just goes, you just see, you didn't even try to grab it. And I just fucking lost it. I lost it. Just absolutely sobbing. I've never cried so hard in my, in my life, honestly. Like wailing can barely breathe i'm sitting there by myself and he walks away and it's just like i felt like he was just like giving up on me and like reinforcing all of these times that i've ever given up on myself and like oh fuck man i felt so ashamed i felt so much shame in that moment and it was just like all bubbling to the surface like all of these times I let people down and I let myself down. And eventually, I honestly lost track of time. I'm sure it wasn't that long. It was probably, I cried probably for about 10 minutes by myself until um, his wife came and she just like mama bear held me in her arms as I just like snotted and sobbed into her t-shirt. Oh, God. And, you know, it was, looking back, such an incredible moment to have been held like that. Because I couldn't tell you the last time I was held like that, you know, prior to that to that weekend. And so it was so interesting because they're, they're such a complimentary team where he's this hard ass that, like, was pushing me to literally my breaking point and she just comes in and is like soothing and nurturing and like comforting me and he came out too and and also comforted me um and i'm sure 
it's one of those things where he could feel how much I could handle and how far he needed to go to break me, essentially. So I want to just be clear that, yes, he pushed the hell out of my buttons because it's what I needed. Not everyone needs that necessarily. Some people can learn their lessons more gently. And that is what I have prayed for for the last like two years after that. I was like, please be gentle with me. Please be gentle. I don't want to go through that again necessarily in that way of just being like so naive about what was happening. And I've done enough work now that. I'm prepared for that level of intensity, but I going into it, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that intense experience because I've never, I've been holding it. I'd been holding in my emotions for so long, like years and years and years of internalizing things, of not speaking my truth, of not making the repairs in the relationships that I wanted to, but didn't know how to and didn't have the courage to really, or the tools. And it just, so much of it came out in that weekend. Mm. So it's just like he poked a bunch of holes in my, in my awareness and in my, in my truths in a way. Of, or or really my my truths that I was like telling myself were true but weren't actually true my like service level truths he just like bashed every single one of them and was like you're telling yourself all these lies um was the sentiment and so I'm paraphrasing a ton just to get the point yeah, across yeah. um for for context but mm-hmm. but oh yeah so that that weekend there was kind of there was one other really big point that I'm going to start and I'm going to circle back to later but with the whole self-love thing he had me I think shortly after this whole thing where I was feeling all of that shame and crying my eyes out after that and after we had like talked and done some integration work with that he had me look in the mirror and tell him what I saw. God. And what I saw was different from what I actually told him I saw. Like I, I fed into this old version of me, the people pleaser in me. And I told him what I thought he wanted to hear versus being honest about what I actually saw because what I actually saw was just like this really scared uncomfortable like terrified girl with this like slight glimmer of hope but like I was so in the darkness still from that from all of that experience And so, you know, I told him, I was like, I see a strong woman. I see a really intelligent woman. I see, you know, all these great things. Mm. And I was like, no, I see a fucking scared little girl in that mirror. 
And it wasn't until a long time after that experience, it was honestly probably at least a year, if not more, reflecting on that particular moment that I realized I was lying. I didn't mm. even know I was lying in the, in the, I, like I knew I was lying to him, but I didn't, I didn't have the awareness to know it in the moment of what was happening and where, mm. where and why I was feeling this need to just tell him what he wanted to hear. And so that was a lot of what happened. And he taught me some tools. We hung out, we had dinner. Um, we also tackled some of my like religious wounding. He really triggered me with the word prayer. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> because I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school until fifth grade when I lived in New Orleans. And then when I moved to California, we, I went to public school. So I didn't go to um, a Catholic school necessarily, but we still went to church and I got confirmed and did all the, the, the right quote unquote things that a Catholic woman would do. Mm. And going through that and having it kind of like forced upon me felt icky for a long time. And so I like really denounced religion and had wanted nothing to do with it. I hated going to church. I really, truly did. Like literally me and my sister would bring pens and paper to play games and like draw during church. Oh gosh, sacrilegious maybe. But um, I was like, this is the only way that I am not going to be absolutely miserable in here. Mm -hmm. And that's just me. That is literally my experience. No judgment. I have no judgment towards it. But because of that, I had so much resistance to anything related to religion. And we were having dinner one night and he asked me to lead a prayer. And mm -hmm. I literally was like, no, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lead a prayer. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, it's an honor. You're going to do the prayer. And I was like, fuck, man. I don't even know what to, I don't even know how to pray anymore. It feels like. And luckily I had been there one or two nights before. And so I, I knew what they had said in their prayers and so I kind of just like copied that and did it and did my prayer and just like went for it and stumbled through it and they were so patient as I took some time to collect my words and figure out what the heck I needed to say um and so that was kind of another thing that came up and and, and that was cool cuz in that moment shortly after like in the middle of dinner I realized that okay I'm triggered by this and this is why and so that kind of began this reclamation around some of these more like religious associated terms like prayer and devotion and sacred and even the word god you know, is reclaimed was reclaiming some of that, which was which took me has taken me a lot of work to reclaim the power of those words and detach it from religion in a way that I feel good about. How would you so explain you, like that work? What is that work to you? Not necessarily just like 
you know, reclaiming what religion is and everything like that, or what God is just in general, what is that work? For me, the work is around understanding why I'm triggered so much by it and why I have so much disdain and like ickiness towards Mm -hmm. it. And so a lot of that was digging into my upbringing and how things were explained to me and the fact that they felt really forced onto me and that I didn't get to choose them. I had to do work around to recognize that, okay, I'm an adult now and no one's forcing me to do anything or believe a certain way. And so in a way that freed me from what I was like clinging onto and and reframing and rewiring those beliefs that, okay, I get to choose what prayer means. I get to choose what the word devotion means to me. Like I don't have to subscribe to how it's defined within re- the religious constructs necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot of digging you know, into past lives and into my childhood experiences to figure out why exactly it was that I feel so strongly, that I was feeling so strongly and so triggered by these religious kind of concepts. And a lot of it was just letting go and like letting go of the beliefs that I was holding on to. Hmm. Interesting. And then now with just understanding, okay, this is the work. How have you brought this work to your daily life? Or after that trip, how did you start integrating the work? Oh, man. Yeah, great question. So shortly after that, about a month or so, that was about that was August of 2021. So in September of 2021, I also did my Sedona Soul Adventure at the suggestion of my boss. And I did hypnotherapy. I did some karmic clearing. I did breath work. I had, I got the best massage of my life. Um, and so I met with all of these different practitioners for different reasons. And I would say that was helpful to some degree. Um, but I, for probably September, October, November, December, after that, I was so lost. I didn't know how to integrate. And I stopped working with him kind of a month or so later because he scared the shit out of me. (laughs) Fair, fair. And it was just so intense that I just, I, I wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready to do that kind of work and to give up the things that I would have had to give up. Like I was still clinging on to so much of my identity, but also like so lost in even what that meant and what my identity was and what it even meant to love myself or not play small. Like I walked away and I had no fucking clue what those things meant and so I was just searching for months to try to understand that and what the what those terms meant because they were new they were so new to me 
in what it actually meant to embody that. And it it probably took me, I don't know, six to eight months to feel like I was loving myself. Like there were these little instances where I would start to I would I would start to build my awareness around wow, I am being really hard on myself. Like there were there were these things that would come up where I would realize these expectations that I'm holding on myself, especially within like my job. Cause that is such a good that's a good breeding ground for for finding triggers and, and finding where you're out of alignment. Um and so it's just these this journey of like those little moments of building that awareness. And I, I don't even know if I can really express how that happened because it kind of feels more just like because I said yes to the journey, these things started to click. So it was mm. more just things coming into my sphere and just dropping in as this gnosis versus me having to work really hard to to do that because things like they would they just started dropping in just because I said yes to the journey and I entered some kind of container essentially and by October of 2021 I started my work with rewilding for women with Sabrina Lynn and Oh, that's so just such a funny, funny time and funny way that I got introduced to them because I because I was like, I'm spiritual now and I'm like on this journey. I would go on Instagram and just go through these phases of following all of these like spiritual accounts and rewilding was one of them and they were holding a like a free challenge that October, like towards the end of the month. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll try this. Like, I don't know what it is, but like feminine reclamation, that sounds cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to reclaim my feminine. Um, and I signed up for the challenge, didn't do the challenge, went down the rabbit hole of their sales pages, bought a program, didn't watch it, went one more sales page deeper and saw that she was holding like a mystery school, like a um, feminine reclamation type of mystery school three months later. And so I signed up for that. It was like $2,000. I was like, my, I was like practicing my intuition at that point. And so I like felt this like full body kind of pull towards it, or I felt like my chest kind of light up, which for me is a marker of like, this is for you. And like, this is, this is something expansive that can be expansive for you. And I didn't have that definition for that at the time. I was just like, my intuition, oh, my body's lighting up. I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to trust fully without knowing anything about, again, the naivete, man, the naivete, without knowing anything about this program, without knowing anything about this woman, I signed up. I dropped the 2K, no, didn't bat an eye. And then I go to... Uh, watch one of the videos oh god and i was just like absolutely fucking appalled and i was so triggered because she was it she just felt so 
extra and so intense and like I honestly and I've told her this so it's like water under the bridge but I was like I I I am triggered by everything about you like your voice the way you move the way you talk like I can't stand it I really can't and I was like well fuck me I just paid two thousand dollars for this program and something's here for me but I could recognize that like I was triggered in that moment and at the same time that my my ego was like no mm-hmm. my my higher self was like this is gonna be you and I got that message in that moment in that same instance like I my it was like my being split and I was aware of my ego but also my higher self and I was like are you effing kidding me I'm gonna do that no way I'm sorry that's just not gonna happen like I can't I am not gonna be Oh, like you just have to like see her to really understand mm-hmm. rewilding for women if you want to go check her out um and get a get some context for what i'm talking about um and i was like okay well i'm gonna have to get over this and i didn't watch another video because the program didn't technically start until january and i didn't want i didn't watch another video of hers for three months from that moment on after that i I shut it down i was like i can't i clearly have to do more work before i start this program or something has to shift so i just prayed i was just like please let something like change before this program starts so i'm not like out two thousand dollars not doing this program and so three months passes i start the first video of the course and i'm like okay we're friends now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've gotten used to you. I've watched enough of your videos. I, I watched, I think I watched some of her YouTube videos actually. Um, I honestly can't remember, but something shifted. Cause I was like, I have to get used to her. Like I have to like do this exposure therapy and get used to what she, what she's, what she's doing and how she's communicating and, and whatnot. And so I would say second to that weekend that I had, in Washington, the work that I have done with rewilding has been the next most transformational for me. Why? <laughs> How? Why? Mm-hmm. What about it makes it transformational? Again, it just pushed me. It just freaking pushed me. And I think when I started, with the mystery school, which was the beginning of 2022 now. It was a three-month program, and there were two workshops a week. There were share circles where people would talk. You know, it was the first time I had ever done a share circle. It was the first time I was really doing embodiment work. Like, she takes a very embodied approach to her work. It's, I mean, it's literally all embodiment, um, which essentially just means like working with the energies within your body, like connecting so much to your body that you're kind of working within your vessel to feel energy, to experience energy, to move it, to alchemize it, whatever. 
is my rough and dirty definition of what embodiment is. And so she was teaching me this these tools of like breath and sound and movement. And I remember the first workshop, doing the first workshop, and she was like, okay, now like find a movement to like express this. And I was like, what? Like, no. Because, <laughs> you know, it, like everyone is so so conditioned on on meditation and stillness like you're supposed to be still in order to meditate and receive insights and so that's like the knowledge I was going in with and she was asking me to do this movement and I and I was living in like a one-bedroom place with no doors with my partner and I was like you have to leave in order for me to do these workshops I cannot do these workshops while you are present and so I literally made him leave uh for me to do these workshops because she started asking me to move and sound and I was like uh I don't want anyone looking at me I can barely I can barely do this when I'm alone like to have someone else there was like an absolute no and so I did the workshops I was like I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to be feeling or what I'm doing and I just kept going and probably by the third or fourth workshop, I was like, okay, I'm able to move. Like I could just get a little bit of movement. And once I started moving and like allowing myself and giving myself the permission to move with the meditations that she was delivering and the activation, the transmission that she was delivering. I realized how freaking caged I was and how I was trapping myself and I was caging myself in a lot of ways by not giving myself this freedom to experience like movement, like so simple, but it, it became symbolic of like this bigger picture of me caging myself in so in so many other ways in how I express myself and so that was really really huge for me and so that was kind of like the first little big insight and then you know move another couple of workshops in into month two and over this time, she's like, invite a sound in if you want. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that yet. I'm just starting to move. Like, I can't do the sound yet. Like, I'm in an apartment and the windows are single pane. I'm not making a sound. Um, I didn't want to be heard. But I remember sitting on my floor and I just started, like, humming. And this was after a workshop. I was like all right, like I can't make the sound necessarily like during the workshop. So I'm just going to try to make a sound like just by myself. And I just started like humming and I would just like go through the ohm and hum it. And I was like, okay, this actually feels kind of nice. Like to use my voice and, and get used to that. And I remember thinking, like, this is so weird. This is so weird. Like, I feel weird doing this. And again, it goes back to this whole cage thing of 
Like, why is it weird? I'm literally by myself. There is no one here but myself to judge me. And like, that was a big thing too, is where I'm judging myself. And which feeds into this whole idea of self-love and not being hard on myself. And so these insights started to come around where I'm judging myself and where I'm not letting myself express myself. And then we started getting into like relationship stuff and, and sexuality. And I had a bunch of realizations around that, specifically around communicating my feelings. Because I was one of those people who was like a volcano and just let things slide, like the little things, until it reached that boiling point of like, I'm going to fucking <laughs> kill someone because I'm so irritated and I, because I haven't spoken anything about it. I haven't said a freaking word that anything you're doing is bothering me or it's is triggering me or is crossing a boundary. Jesus, I had I didn't even know what a I still didn't know what a boundary was at this point, really. But doing the movements, incorporating the sound and doing these workshops and the work that she was providing, the opportunity for me to do helped me realize like I'm not communicating in my relationship. And it is a detriment. And it got to that point where I um I did the, I've done this a couple times and I put my partner through the ringer with it. Oh gosh, sorry. Um, but like it it got to the point where because I was avoiding taking responsibility for some of this stuff, like I was I just was like I need to leave. I need to get out of this. Like eject eject like i don't want to deal with this like this is all your fault so i'm gonna leave because i can't take responsibility for my role in the relationship and i was like we need to break up i was like you know he talked me down <laughs> from a lot of it um bless his heart and we're still together so happy story but oh rough times rough times but like they came with such powerful insights that allowed me to make the changes that I needed to make and own the things that I needed to own in order for our relationship to evolve and become the relationship that I have always wanted and have always dreamed of. And so that was, I learned all of that in three freaking months. Okay. That was a lot. And then come the end of the program, She's like, okay, I have an announcement. I'm going to offer this big 18-month priestess training. And before she even announced it, I was like, I don't care what it is. I don't need to know what it is. I know I'm doing it. Because the work that I did in those three months was so freaking profound for me. And it was so quick. Like, it felt quick compared to the, like, four months prior that I spent just like absolutely lost and having no clarity not not knowing what to do having little support really um as i was integrating this dark night of the soul that i didn't realize i went through until a year and a half later um 
And so I signed up for this 18 month priestess training. And that was, I started that in May of, of 2022. And I did that. Oh man. And I just learned so much about myself even more through that. I mean, all of this is learning about myself ultimately. But the reason I, I, I did it because after those three months in the mystery school, I, I knew that there were deeper levels of love that I could have access to ultimately. And she holds such a beautiful, beautiful space, so safe and so loving and so, so void of judgment to where I could actually get the insights that I did. And even through like the share circles, like I think it was the last share circle in that mystery school that I finally said something. And the crazy thing is, it was like a two hour share circle. The woman hosting it was like, okay, like any last thoughts. And I'm sitting there for probably 25 minutes, just like sweating, anxious. Like my heart feels like it's going to beat out of my chest, which for me is also a marker that I need to speak up and I need to say something, um, even though I really don't want to. And there's probably 150, 200 people on this call. And I get on and I just start crying. I just start crying because I, I realize, like, all I said was, I need to be seen. Hmm. That's all I need. I just need someone to know that I'm fucking here. Ugh. And that was so difficult, and, but so profound for me to speak that and just have this like flood of love and acknowledgement. I, I really don't think I was able to fully receive it because I was like so in my head about it. Um, but like thinking back on it now, I can feel that love still that people were just pouring into me, acknowledging my existence and yeah, it, it was really profound. So, yes, I had to do the priestess training because I was like, this is my path. And, and it goes back to that first, that first knowing that I had that was, I'm going to be just like Sabrina and I'm going to do something really similar to what she's doing. You know, not in the exact same way that she does, obviously, because of my own flavor, but I was a disciple. <laughs> And this was the first time she has ever done this program. And I was like, yep, that's me. I'm a pioneer. I'm a disciple. I'm following you into the dark, wherever it leads me. Here we go. And we did a lot of shadow work in the first nine months or so. I had quite a few big shares through that process around releasing wounds of betrayal and like stepping into my power and but feeling like disgusted with parts of myself 
Um, and then it culminated kind of in this, this practice that every, every person had the opportunity to lead their own practice. And I'm really, really skipping over a lot of the details of the training. Yeah. But I just want to kind of give the essence of it a really high level pieces because I can get into this a lot more maybe at another another time. But like my facilitation and what I was able to facilitate just like empowered me so much and gave me so much clarity about what I'm capable of right now. And that's really what my priestess journey was about, was, was equal parts figuring out how I can claim more of my own sovereignty and my own power and my own self-love, as well as tapping into these depths of unconditional love. And I remember there was a point when we were in our retreat. We did like monthly retreats for over a weekend on Zoom. And there was a point where I was like, I just fucking love Sabrina. Like, I love her. So it, to reflect in that moment of, I despise this woman when I first saw her to come to that moment of like, I have so much love and gratitude and appreciation for her. And that wasn't even that far in. It was probably maybe five months into the training that I felt like that. And I was just sitting on my chair, just like goo goo gaga about it. Um, and But it just felt so good. And I was like, this is what I've been chasing. Like, this is what I've been searching for is this feeling of that unconditional love that everyone has access to but it's so fucking buried and and stuck underneath all of this conditioning and shit and i was able to get there and i am continually seeking to be in that place more and more often without trying to without with doing my best to try not to hold on to it for too long and attach myself to it but going into priestess training i i oh god i i knew i had so much love to give but i had no fucking idea how to express it mm. and i just couldn't like i was that person that if my friends, if I had any friends that would say, like, love you, I'd be like, yeah, okay, see ya. <laughs> I could not say mm -hmm. it back. I really couldn't. Like, as much as I wanted to, there was something in me that was like, don't do it. And I was, I was just wanting to get over that so badly. And it took me probably... I don't know, nine months to actually express that through the program because at the end of every retreat, we would be like, okay, let's all unmute and like love each other. And so I, you know, I would unmute and I would just like wave bye. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
but I, eventually I was able to reach that point where at the end of the call I was just like I love everyone here so much like we mm. because I was able to reach that level of safety to be able to do that but also get through my own shit around doing that and so that's been one of my biggest takeaways and that for me ended October this year 2023 recently and it's been you know it's been tough without it like I I kind of didn't expect myself to cry at the end but I did because I it was one of those things that with endings it doesn't hit me until that moment that like final moment is actually there and in the present and so it's been tough um to not have that space in that container and I feel the difference because we've over that course I think everyone in the program has opened up to their own sensitivities and ability to feel energy and and feel the energy within a space and within between people and to not have that like it feels like i I've had to grieve it in a way and grieve the loss of that unconditional love. Not that it's not there, mm. but like when in a group setting, like honestly, I think groups are, I, it, I, it, maybe it's a fact, but groups are so much more potent than doing anything one-on-one because you have everyone's love in there. And especially when you have someone who is a leader like Sabrina, who's just a fucking powerhouse for it. Like, she is like a solar generator for all of our hearts in that container. And, like, now we have to be our own generators. And we're just so small. Like, our battery capacity is more like a double A and she's more like a freaking power block. Um, or maybe even a city grid power source uh, more so. <laughs> but, like, to detach from that has been has been difficult um and yeah so that's that's kind of the bulk awesome. of the high level overview mm -hmm. of some of the lessons and things that have really impacted me and i'm still going still learning still pursuing different different routes different things that i'm called to and I'm probably going to sign up for a, another facilitator training with Sabrina. Get me back in. Awesome. Get me back awesome. in that container as soon yeah. as possible, please. Um, but yeah, to, to learn, there's so many nuances to holding space that I really want to fill in for myself and learn, learn about. Hmm. So, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. What would you tell? the Rachel in 2020 right now? Oh my gosh. I would give her a hug first, really. Mm. And also tell her that I love her mm. and that it's okay if she can't say it back, but that she will be able to one day. Um, and I, I would just nurture the hell out of her because I think really what she needed was just to be held. Like, I don't think words would have done as much as just experiencing 
the unconditional love of being held in that. Mm. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing. That is... Whew, that's a lot. That's a lot. You've You've done a lot. Have you appreciated yourself? I I appreciate I probably need to appreciate myself today being in today's been a shadowy day, but I appreciate myself a lot more than I did three years ago when I started this stuff. Oh my god. Oh, it's like a big it's almost like a sigh of relief of like mm. I'm not there anymore. And I have to remind myself and appreciate that I'm not there anymore and that I've done the work to not be there and to be in the space that I am today, which is so much happier, so much healthier, like so much more connected and, and experiencing such so many so much more more deeper, gee whiz. So much deeper levels of 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 love and now knowing at least what's possible and what i can strive for versus being in the naivete of of the unknown of literally not knowing anything mm -hmm. and the last question what is possible <laughs> i think really anything's possible if i've learned anything like i still consistently underestimate myself and mm -hmm. i think that's a normal thing to do because it's kind of hard to know to really know what's possible um so i i don't i don't i can't give you a tangible ex answer for what is possible because i really try to stay as open as i can to receiving things that i didn't know was possible Hmm. So what is possible is receiving things that you didn't know was possible. Definitely. <laughs> my round of, my roundabout answer, my 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 non-answer answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes that makes it abundant. Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, how did that feel? Overall. Felt like a lot. Truly, I feel like I need to go unpack things myself. Like, I feel the, I just feel all the feels of, like, recounting a lot of that. And on top of already feeling kind of tender today. So, I'm, I'm feeling like I need to integrate myself and also rest <laughs> after this. That is fair. That is fair. Well, thank you so much for just opening and showing that the self-expression aspect of yourself that and sharing that what it was then and what it is now is just a total difference and a change maker in your life. That's, mm, that's beautiful and comes from the heart. It's, and it's cool that you feel these things from your chest, you know, when you need to express, it shows up there for you and you know, that's true. Mm, yeah. Yep. Thanks for holding the space, man. 
always, 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 always. This was awesome, and we'll keep we'll keep going along. See what more things come up. Maybe just start unpacking a little bit of these lessons and everything that we've all learned through our journeys more in other episodes as well. Yeah, one thousand percent. Sweet. Peace. See you soon. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Bridge the Heart Podcast. We hope you took some of these lessons or just one or maybe a little bit of a lesson and embodied it or in the process of embodying it within your journey because that's what our goal is here. And if you enjoyed it, please give us a follow, give us a rating, reach out to us on social media, or just feel free to reach out in general and have a conversation. Hope you guys enjoy. Have a beautiful day. Much love.